What is a monetized mindset? How does it impact your financial security? How does that help you deal with what happens when what happens happens? Welcome your host, Bart Merrill. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Monetize Your Mindset podcast. This is where we create financial security by monetizing what you already know. We take a look at what do you like to do, what do you need to do, what are you already doing, can you monetize it? Or better yet, take action and let's monetize it. Today we're going to talk about money. Money isn't everything unless you don't have any or you don't have enough. Do you believe that? Money isn't everything unless you don't have any or you don't have enough. They say money can't buy you happiness. It's probably true. It's true. I would, If anyone wants to throw me their money and let me try and see if I can buy happiness, I'd gladly do that, take that little test and see if we can do that. But seriously, it, it is true. Money can't buy you happiness. Money can't solve all your problems. But what money does do is money gives you options. Let's take a look at Steve Jobs. I, I mentioned him in last week's podcast. Steve Jobs had, is one of the rich, was one of the richest men in the world. Had a lot of money, but he he couldn't use that money to save his life from cancer. But what he did have, what it did give him, was it gave him options. It gave him it gave him options of a comfort level to experience while he was going through his cancer battle. So money gives you options. I want to share another story with you. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into there's residual income, there's job income, there's different types of income. And as a disclaimer, I am not a money guru. Everything I'm telling you is just from my own life experiences. I did graduate in accounting, but I didn't do the CPA thing. I was studying accounting to get in the FBI, and before I graduated. I had RK surgery done on my eyes. It's before LASIK. It was a corrective uh, vision correction surgery. After I had it done, I found out that it automatically disqualifies you from the FBI. I was devastated. I had I didn't I don't enjoy accounting. I, the only reason I was taking accounting is because it was one of the easier ways to get in the FBI. My knowledge of money is based on just life experiences. I'm not a CPA. I'm not a business guru like Ramsey or others that are out there. It's just my experiences and some of the the talks I've had. My da- my dad had his mu- had his hands in in many things. He was a farmer, but he wasn't just a farmer. He was a businessman. He was an entrepreneur, and he enjoyed doing those things. And a lot of people don't have that business sense that that I have from what from the environment that my dad created for me. And that's what we do here on monetizer on the monetizer mindset podcast. So I'm trying to create that same atmosphere that my dad had that my dad created for me when I was a little kid. Because I I believe I think differently. And if you listen to the first podcast where I talk about being at the drug rehab center and listening to to Jen tell her story and how she she didn't think that there was any other option. She thought that her life was normal when it came to the abuse and everything that was going on in her family. And it made me think, wow, it's the same when it comes to finances. People really 
think differently and and they buy stuff that they don't need. You've heard this quote, people buy stuff that they don't need to impress people that they don't like. Well, today, I mean, it's been a great week already. It's only Monday. I had an interview with a, guy, a man named David Hunter. He's a local businessman. He's in. He's a developer. He's also a movie maker, movie producer. Uh, he races the Baja 1000 and Baja 500 every year down in Mexico. And he makes money. He, he is the ultimate monetizer mindset guy in that that he's turned stuff that he was already doing into money. He turned stuff that he loves into money. And he turned stuff that he needed to do into money. Well, I guess maybe not needed to do. But he is the ultimate uh, turning side hustle into to income and, and huge income. I mean, he is he is uh, in a different class than I am when it comes to bank accounts. But we were talking today, and he was talking about how his his 15-year-old kid had an idea, a business idea. And he had, he had the money saved up to to get this business off the ground. But then he went and spent some of that money. I don't know how much, but $100 here, $200 here, $300 here, what have you, on shoes and clothes and, you know, electronics, stuff that he didn't need to where he didn't have the money to get his business off the ground. He needed to buy a boat, and he had a cheap boat for around $3,000. He had $3,000 in the bank. Now his bank account is smaller than $3,000, so he can't buy this boat to go get his project off the ground. So we we spend money on stuff that we, that we don't need that is just uh, stuff. Me and David both said we don't have a problem spending money but you spend money on opportunity. Spend money on something that may turn your, you know, that, that may turn into a stream of income for you, whether it's to get uh, one project off the ground or. I'll just give you an example. When in 2000, I lost a lot of money, and I'll get into that the details of that in an, in another podcast. But I was on the verge of bankruptcy because of losing a few hundred thousand dollars. My credit wasn't damaged yet, and to save myself, and this is in my book, by the way, but to save myself, I went in and I bought a $40,000 Ford pickup on credit, and I went and I started pull. I used that truck to pull trailers nationwide. So I spent money. When I was on the verge of bankruptcy, I spent money, a lot of money, to go make money. There's something to be said about buying new versus used and all that that stuff. I bought new because I was going to be putting a lot of miles on this vehicle quick. And so I needed I I thought I needed the the warranty. It was a 100,000 mile warranty to make sure that I that I had things fixed and running optimal. Well, it turns out I'd put 100,000 miles in one year on that pickup. And in one year, my warranty was gone. So I don't know that that helped me too much. The point being, I spent money to make money. Let's kind of, let's kind of talk about residual and passive income. Residual income is a reoccurring income. And it's what's left after all your bills are paid that, that keeps coming in every month. And the residual income may take some effort. You may have to maintain things. You'll have to to do things to get that coming in. Passive income is income that comes in 
every month residually, but you don't have to put out a whole lot of effort to make it come in. I have passive residual income on my apartment that I have here at, at my house. It comes in every month. The only time that it doesn't is when I have to replace my renter. But it, it, it pays half my mortgage. It comes in every month. There's little or no upkeep that has to be done unless something breaks or unless I have to find a new renter. And so passive versus residual. Residual takes work. Passive, not so much work. Uh, passive income could be royalties on a book like my book, Monetize Your Mindset. If you're looking for a good book to read to, to get your head on straight about how to get some ideas about how to monetize stuff that you are already doing, good book to get. I'll drop the, I'll drop the uh, place to get it in my notes, in the, in the show notes. And so there's, there's different ways to get this passive income. I want to share a story. Doug Nelson, he's a, a fellow speaker, trainer, coach. He has a Catch Fire University, and he's, he's an amazing guy, amazing coach and speaker. And he tells a story about when he, was, he bought a home in Montana, and he was fixing it up. I don't know if he's going to flip it or, or what, but he was fixing it up, working on it. He was painting outside. The rain started to come. So he was shut. He was putting all his equipment away down in the basement of this house. And at this time, he was a smoker. He's not a smoker anymore, for obvious reasons after you hear the story. He was a smoker. And instead of standing out in the rain, he, he kind of lit up right there at the door of the basement. And he didn't know that a gas leak had been leaking into his basement for the like three days, a natural gas leak. And it just exploded. Burned him over, I think it's 80% of his body. I can't remember the exact details, but he, he was life-flighted to the, the burn unit in, the, in Salt Lake City where he stayed for about nine months. He was in a coma for several weeks. And then when they pulled him out of a coma, he had rehab that was very painful and very just, just stressful. And he tells the story about how because of his passive income that he had coming in from his different sources, he was able just to think about getting better. He didn't have to worry, have the stress of a job. Am I going to have a job when I get out of this? He didn't have the stress of, of worrying about the finances, losing a home, losing a car. He didn't have that stress because he had this passive income coming in. But unlike him, there were other people at the burn unit that that didn't have this luxury. They had to worry about things. And and one stuck out. He told the story about this little 18-month-old boy. He had fallen into a campfire, and he noticed that nobody came to visit this boy. And he asked the nurses one time what was going on. Why why is nobody visiting this boy? He's in pain. He's he's in a strange place with strange sounds, strange smells. It's got to be terrifying. I mean, can you imagine how terrifying that would be at such a young age? And the nurses told him that the mom couldn't afford the trip all the time to come visit this boy. She had and she couldn't afford to take off work. She had to stay home and work so that the boy had a place to come to. When he got better, can you imagine having to make that choice? That had to be devastating for her to to have to choose between going and seeing her boy or losing her job or or being able to afford have a house. 
That's some of the the benefits that money, that having money, having a passive income can give you, the options that it can give you. That's what we're talking about here is, is money gives you options, the ability to do things. Now, if you look in the, if you do a search on can money buy happiness or can, how much happiness does money provide? There is actually numbers that, and it depends on where you live, obviously, and the cost of living. But as you get over or over 80, you know, 75,000 to probably between 75 and 90,000, the, the benefits of more money diminishes the, the benefits. I'm trying to think of how to pose this properly. You're still going to be possibly happier. I'm not saying you're not going to be happy, but the, it diminishes the, the exponential power that it, that it gives it it just diminishes it it's less and less as you go from 120,000 to 200,000 200,000 to a million it exponentially you know grows between 0 and and 75,000 but then that exponential growth diminishes as you go from you know like i said 100,000 to 200,000 to 200,000 to a million kind of diminishes now your options don't diminish your options get bigger if that makes sense that's what we t- what we're doing here on monetize your mindset on the monetize your mindset podcast. I'm trying to create the environment that my dad created for me. Create that habit of thinking in your head, what do you like to do? What do you need to do? What are you already doing? Can you monetize it? Now you can't do everything. You can't turn everything into a stream of income. What I want you to learn to do is ask that question about everything. I'm doing that. I might as well get paid for it. Can I turn that into a stream of income? So most millionaires have at least three to seven streams of income. I believe that's what the research says. It might be five to seven. But the average millionaire has multiple streams of income. And they a lot of those start from side hustle. I had the opportunity Saturday to meet Richard Paul Evans. And I kind of told him what I did and what my book was about and what this podcast was about. And he said, that's a, he says, that's really, that's really cool because most millionaire ideas start as a side hustle. And those millionaire streams of income start as a side hustle. In my book, I talk about Jamberry. It's a, the press on nail stuff, the nail wraps. It started as just an idea, started as a side hustle. I hope to have her on my podcast here in a little bit. So these millionaire ideas, they often start as a side hustle. Hope you got value out of this. And if you, we're on iTunes now, finally, I had to submit three times, but we are on iTunes. So if you would subscribe, like, or not like, uh, give me a review, I would appreciate it. Come back next time. Uh, Thursday, we're going to have another interview. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great week. I hope things are going well for you. And until next time, go monetize it. Thanks for listening. Remember, monetize your mindset. Build financial security by monetizing what you already know so that you will always have the resources to deal with whatever happens when what happens, happens. Follow us on Facebook and at BartMerrill.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.